Hello, everybody. This is Ed from the Whiskey Tangent Podcast here with another Whiskey Short. And joining me as always is Scott. Hey, everybody. And today we're going to do one of our world famous quick tastes mm. on an expression that we've long searched for. Yes. Traveled far and wide. I'm very happy to bring it to you all today, yes. but especially bringing it to my palate. <laughs> what do we have for him, Scott? Well, er. <laughs> <laughs> we have the Weller 12-year weeded bourbon quick taste. <sighs> Whiskey short. So we've never tried this. No. It's highly sought after. Yes. We'll tell the story of how Ed got it. Yes. But first, we've done Weller on the podcast before twice. We did the Special Reserve, and yes. we did the Antique 107. My favorite. Yeah. Up to this point, I know a lot of people like the foolproof, but I like the 107 better. Right. We've had the foolproof, but we yes. didn't do it on the podcast. Correct. Yeah. And on the Antique 107, we did a brief history of the Weller family, who W.L. Weller was, and what he did, and his connection to Pappy Van Winkle. So please go back to season five to hear all of that. But what we didn't do was anything about it being acquired by Buffalo Trace, nor why it's so expensive and rare today. Yeah. But just this past week, an article about Weller 12 Year appeared on gearpatrol.com titled A $20 Buffalo Trace Bourbon Once Available Everywhere Is Now $330 and Nowhere to Be Found What Happened by Chris Wright which tells that tale and then Ed will tell us his tale about how he got his giant bear paws on a <laughs> bottle of this juice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right, so here we go. I can vividly remember this, yep. says Fred Minnick, wistfully. Uh. I was at a bar called Jack's Lounge, no longer in business. The bartender was Joy Perrine, an amazing, brilliant woman in the Whiskey Hall of Fame, since passed away. She was making cocktails and I liked them fine, but they were never my thing. I said, Joy, I want to drink a really nice bourbon. She pulled out Weller 12-year-old, and that's what I drank. There aren't many whiskeys that can make someone sigh like Minnick sighs after he tells that story. <laughs> Weller 12 is one of them. Sadly, however, these days it's about as hard to find as both Jack's Lounge and Joy Perrine, which seems a little mean. <laughs> Technically, it retails for around $45, but good luck finding it anywhere for that price, as outsized demand has driven the liquid underground. According to the massive booze search tool, winesearcher.com, in 2014, the average price of Weller 12 was $47. In 2017, it first topped the list of the most sought-after spirits on that site. By 2019, it was $238, and in 2023, just today... I looked, it's at an average of $324 with a current high price of $1,199. So, what happened? Well, the tale of Weller 12 in the past decade or so is a melancholy one for bourbon drinkers, one of beautiful flavors, secondary hype, and the tragedy of price increases. When Stitzel Weller closed its doors in 1992, the remains were bought by Buffalo Trace in 1999, and just two years later, they released the Weller 12-year, a weeded bourbon similar in age, proof, and Mashville to that of Pappy Van Winkle which retailed for only $20. But about a decade later, after the whole Pappy price hype phenomenon, drinkers searching for alternatives found that the Weller 12-year and eventually all Weller expressions were obvious choices for replacements. So much so that Weller has now become just as rare and overpriced as those rare and overpriced Pappies. As many have argued, it's just plain and simple supply and demand, and although Buffalo Trace did begin doubling its production recently thanks to a new distillery, a 12-year lag between barreling and bottling makes it hard to respond to demand in a timely fashion. After all, any Weller 12-year that you buy today was barreled in 2011. But it sure would be nice if there were more of it. Hold Interesting. On. It was funny. If you listen to our first whiskey wormhole, we were drinking a 13-year-old scotch that was released in 1986 that mm. was in a bottle that was never opened. Mm -hmm. And we realized that it was put in the barrel when we were all like four or five years old. <laughs> yeah. 
Like that was kind of crazy to think of. So the way I got this bottle, there's a liquor store near us, uh, West Hampton Liquors. They've been doing great things. I'm going to give them a shout out because they get highly allocated stuff. They limit how much you can buy, but they don't jack the prices up. Mm. I went in there ready to buy a Larceny barrel pick for $64.99, which is, you're not going to find it any cheaper in New Jersey. Than really that. great price for that. And the Heaven Hill seven-year bottle and bond was $49.99. So they're giving to us at really fair prices. They're letting the consumer, us know that they want our repeat business. And the guy knows me. He's seen me buy a lot of stuff and I'm buying stuff. And he goes, hey, <laughs> you want a Weller 12-year? <laughs> And no one's ever asked me that in my life before. No, no. And even at this point, I was expecting, even in a reasonable store like West Hampton Liquors, eh, it's going to be beyond what I feel like paying for a whiskey. Yeah. What did you think it was going to be? 150. You, 150? If okay. I was lucky. Yeah. yeah. I was like, it'll be 135, 155 if it's really, really cheap. You yeah. know what I mean? So he said, 7499. <laughs> And I was like, sold. He said, but wait, there is a slight catch. And I'm like, mm-hmm. okay. Come into the back with me. <laughs> right. <laughs> How far am I willing to go for this? No, they just had a deal that you could buy it for $74.99. And you're required to just purchase two of George Dickel eight-year bourbon. So they were $29.99 a bottle. So if you really want to tack that price onto the Weller, then you could say it was like $130. 135, but I am getting two eight year old bourbons to take home with me. So that's a good price for the nickel eight year, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. Yeah. An eight year bourbon for 30 bucks. So, Scott, what's the average price of the uh, the weather 12 year in 2023? Uh, $324. Right. So, when he told me $74.99 and the two nickels, I turned around. I literally stepped out of line for a second and looked at the larceny that I had for $64.99. Mm. But I know I can get that again. I might be able to get that at the same damn store in a couple of weeks. <laughs> but I, I'm not sure that I'm going to get it the 12 years. So Never. it was a no-brainer for me to do that. I don't know why it was wrapped into the Dickel, but hey, I trust those guys enough where I'm like, hey, if I got to buy the two Dickel, I got to buy the two Dickel. That's just how we're doing it today. It, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's almost yeah. like he's doing what the distributors do to him. Right. You can get this case of right. Weller 12-year if you buy two cases of oh, the Dickel 8-year. And that's what that, he did to I you. I feel that's exactly what happened. I'm yeah. like, they're like, we'll give you a case of the uh, Weller 12-year, but... Absolutely. All right. I'll take the two. So it was a funny story. And I brought the Dickle for us to try later today because we're going to do an episode on Blue Note that at one point used Dickle juice and some of the stuff may still have some Dickle juice. We've got to figure it out. Yeah, yeah. And we're just going to taste it against it off air just to give us our own impression of where Dickle and Blue Note kind of compare. And you heard that last week. Right. Maybe. Right. Maybe. (laughs) If you listen to it. If you listen to it. Maybe you all just came out because you heard Weller 12. I know. That's why I'm here. Right. So it's a 90 proof whiskey, which is one of the criticisms of this and the special reserve it cracks me up when people rave about the special reserve it's just fine yeah it's really close to larceny regular larceny for me yeah it reminds me a lot of just the regular buffalo trace the taste of it and also how people react to it well it's weeded so it is weeded i don't mean to say that they taste the same what i mean to say is they taste basic right they're they're basic expressions that people go crazy over for no reason yeah the match bills non disclosed as they always do but the internet's kind of deciphered it what did you find in your hours of research it's the uh, buffalo traces weeded recipe uh also pappy and a couple others it's 70 percent corn 16 percent wheat 14 percent malted barley I mean, nothing sounds fancy about that. So, no. Oh, my God. What a great nose. 
I mean, some whiskeys don't have a good nose. And of course, we are sniffing this out of our neat glass. As always, if you like to taste whiskey and really compare them, you're doing yourself a disservice if you don't own at least a pair of the neat glass. I say four because, you know, you should have friends and friends should come over. So if you go to theneatglass.com and put in whiskey tan, you should get 10% off of your first order. So with the diffusion of alcohol, it really leaves this great nose. What are you getting, Scott? Yeah, it's a medium grade fruits, I'm going to say. Not light fruits, but not like super dark, heavy fruits. There's sort of a musty corn scent to it. That's the only way that I can describe it. It's not unpleasant, but it's very different, I think, than the other two expressions that we've had on air. First, I get a burst of vanilla, uh, maybe a little bit of caramel. So very traditional bourbon. So being 70% corn, I'm not surprised. It so, is very traditional. Yeah. There's definitely some fruits in there. I actually think I get a little bit of a cherry, but not like a dark cherry, like a red cherry, like when we were kids. Yeah. The maraschino yeah. ones. The, the, not the good Luxardo maraschino, no. the bright red right. ones. I'm getting a little butter, like a buttery yeah. scent. Yeah. Like, it's really a sweet nose. It's one of the best noses I've ever had on a whiskey. I don't know where you're at with this, Scott, but I could smell this all day. It's not hitting me as sweet as that for some reason. No, that's fine. On a lot of notes on the nose, but they're very distinct. Yeah. And it's even some good legs on the glass. Agreed. It is very thick in the glass. Mm. Oh my God. Oh, I got anise right away. I, I can't even, I'm going over the feel of it. For a 90 proof whiskey, very, very interesting mouthfeel. Oh, yeah. Very visceral. I literally like, forgot it was 90 proof. Yeah. Because this doesn't feel in your yeah. mouth like a 90 proof. It's very complex for 90 proof. And it's actually a little hot. Mm-hmm. Not that it's hot overall, but for 90. It's still very smooth, of course. It's going to take me a second to... Yeah. There's a lot going on with this to decipher. And it kind of hits you with like a chunk. Some whiskeys have like a phases, like a ABC. Mm-hmm. This kind of just hits you all together. A bunch of different flavors. Almost like a sourdough pretzel. <laughs> Like one of those hard ones? I mean, I definitely, of course, get the traditional notes of vanilla and caramel, but kind of like a shortbread. Mm-hmm. Almost like a buttered toast to start. Like it's like a... Yeah, because I said buttery uh, on yeah. the nose. Yeah. It's very creamy. Very in the, creamy. In the beginning. You know, you ever have one of those butters that are like sweetened butters? The sweet not, cream. Yeah. You butter, know, really like yeah. a sweet cream butter. Yeah. It tastes like that, like on a muffin or like a roll. Especially as it's out of your mouth yeah. and you're swallowed. Like, yeah. The taste that's left is sort of buttery. Like you did have some right. sweet cream butter on toast. It packs a real nice intensity for a 90 proof bourbon. There's a little bit of a nuttiness to it. I did get a little bit of anise. I'm still getting that mid palate as it transitions into the finish and also cinnamon at that point as well. It tastes tremendous. I definitely see what the hype is. Yeah, it's quite good, but I think still quite traditional. There's nothing yes. crazy going on but here. But it's funny. Woodford Reserve still sells tens of thousands of bottles. Yeah. And Basil Hayden, you can't get more traditional bourbons than them. Yeah. And even a knob creek which is a little higher in proof mm-hmm. there's a reason that they're at the top of the pyramid as far as sales are because that's what bourbon tastes like right yeah <laughs> like, yeah not everything has to be oh this one has a vinyl one this is leathery this one's been finished in red wine this right. one's been finished in port right what started the whole industry was corn vanilla oak sweetness right like that was the traditional bourbon flavors and i think that what you get with the weller and what i found in george c stag i've had some of the pappy and i don't know maybe because it's the pappy i felt let down yeah the George C. Stagg thought lived up to the yeah, hype. I thought we, that was amazing. We were wowed by that. So it would be interesting to taste this blind against, yeah. I don't know, a couple other things because I really like this, but because it's the Weller 12 year and it's so sought after, yeah. I feel like it's letting me down a little bit and that's not fair to it. Unlike Scott, this is 1000% of my wheelhouse and he'll admit mm, that mm. he prefers like a 54, 55% corn bourbon with a 28% rye dose in there. I prefer a 100% rye bourbon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so this is one of my favorite bourbons that I've ever had. 
Really? Yeah. Wow. I love, I could drink this every day and twice on Sunday and never have any regrets. Well, that's kind of what the shame of it is because it it is a great everyday sipping bourbon. Yeah. And at 12 years, it should be $60, $70, $80. Right. I don't know how I get $20 for a 12 year. I know I lived in that world, but I wish I was appreciating it more. Yeah. Right. So that's when it came out at 2001. Right. $20 to 300 in two decades. Yeah. Maybe we will stick this in a vault and it'll pop back up again Mm. for the March Madness. And yeah. we'll, we'll see how it does against 15 other commoner whiskeys, if mm-hmm, you will, mm-hmm. and to see how, where it finishes. And this would be great in the yeah. 90-proof bracket. Oh, it's going to be the top seed of the 90 <laughs> I, I don't know what other three 90-proof whiskeys enter that tournament, but I guarantee you what the number one whiskey is going to be. <laughs> it's going to be the Weller 12. That's for sure. And so... Oh, wait. Let's, so let's do the taste of notes. Oh, yeah, yeah. From uh, Breaking Bourbon, this is. Yeah. So on the nose, vanilla, sweet caramel, robust oak, and yep. a touch of red fruit sweetness. Yeah. Saying this falls into the quintessential bourbon nose category would be an understatement this is the very <laughs> definition of it a palette buttery with rich oak notes warm caramel and thick vanilla that's what they called I, you in college I, right I, thick vanilla is my <laughs> rap name keep going while it doesn't wow you with layers of flavor it offers its few flavors with definitive grace and is a pure joy to drink right and that's what i said right i specifically said it doesn't hit you in layers it hits you like a giant chunk it's not a lot of notes on it but what the notes are there are spectacular in a traditional bourbon format i mean we've never done a better job of describing what a whiskey tastes like with an expert to back us up but go ahead anything else on the finish Uh, the finish a gentle ramp up of heat and intensity with pecan caramel and a faint red fruit before following with a burst of warm oak that works great as the finishes end game along with a manageable amount of heat to cap off the sip exquisitely. This guy, he loved it. Yeah, I felt like I wrote that. <laughs> I like I, in another life, I wrote that because I love this. I am so thrilled that I got it. The Dickel can taste like sewage water, and I still won. <laughs> yes, I totally agree. I'm thrilled. I can't find fault with anything that he had yeah. here. I actually tasted a couple uh, extra things. Yeah, that, you said you tasted anise, which he didn't mention, and anise. I honestly did not taste. Anise and cinnamon, and now I'm getting sort of a cola flavor at the very mm, end. Interesting. Yeah. So it's all right. Yeah, it's awesome. That's awesome. So that's our delving into the Weller 12. If you can get it at the same price, but like Mm. there's no way I would enjoy a drop of this if I'd paid $200 for it. Exactly. So what would be your threshold for this is worth that price? I'd say 125 realistically once a year or so if I could get it. Yeah. Yeah. Because one time I spent 112 on a Larceny Barrel Proof because we needed it for the podcast. Yeah. And so, and there's a chance Larceny Barrel Proof is a better whiskey. I'm not sure. It's damn good. Yeah. Anyway, so for the Whiskey Tangent Podcast, podcast if you can get your weller affordable then get your weller on (laughs) i'm ed i'm scott see y'all next time cheers later later